Hey, my name is Panta Kalhor and you're listening to Transition by Panta Kalhor podcast. I created this platform to help you grow and move forward easier through your transition, whether in parenthood, job transition, healing journey, or starting a brand new life. Episode 85, PTSD Self-Healing Show. Healing from Relationship Trauma with Melissa Lapides, Licensed Marriage and Family Therapist and Trauma Coach. Please subscribe to Panta Calhoun Transition Channel and order my book Rules of Change for the Better. Tune up your mood and transform your life to reach your biggest dreams. Hello, hello, another episode, another day, and another beautiful guest today. We have Melissa Lapides. She's licensed marriage and family therapist and trauma coach. And uh, we're going to talk about great stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As you know, lots of couples are separated because they cannot communicate. They cannot uh, resolve their conflict. So uh, here with Melissa, we're going to dig into it and see how we can help and how they can resolve their marriage issues, their relationship issues, and how we can have a better life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Melissa. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, thank you so much. All right, tell me about yourself. Uh, what is your background? I mean, your education background and why did you end up helping people uh, with marriage relationship problem? And I know you also help other clients with other kind of traumas, but because you are licensed marriage therapist, tell me how you do it. Why did you end up to doing this? Yeah. So my background is in integrative psychology. So really incorporating mind, body, spirit practices. And then I got licensed as a marriage and family therapist. And what I realized is that every issue that people have stems from something in their family of origin that's happened in the relationship with their family. And so it's, For me, relational trauma is underneath every single kind of mental illness because the way that we relate to the world and relate to other human beings comes from the way that we had to relate in our family. And what I mean by that is that we have to learn how to show up in order to be loved and accepted into our family. And and in doing that, we often sacrifice parts of ourselves that aren't that aren't allowed. They're not valued. They're not something that we can be accepted for. So we push those things down and we create these ways of being in relationship to ourselves, to others, to the world that are actually inauthentic and coming from the root of that relational trauma. And so I, I love trauma and everything trauma because I believe it's at the core of everything. Actually, uh, 
love if you go to maslow hierarchy uh, love is one of the most important needs after survival needs you need to be loved and love others and i see a lot of successful people in their careers but because they don't have a good family relationship they don't have really good uh, connect connected partner so they are all not really great <laughs> you can see apparently they have a great job but inside they feel depressed and they have a lot of traumas trauma in one side is good because sometimes it's a warning to us and sometimes we need to rebuild our future or or life based on the trauma uh, we already had and we had to we have to process that trauma mhm yeah i i agree with everything that you're saying and i i think that you know it is an opportunity when we notice that we have this trauma there's always an opportunity to grow ourselves bigger and like you said just because somebody has success in one area very often that success could be created as a mechanism to run away from the trauma that's too hard to face and so just because somebody's successful and i work with a lot of seven figure earners that's mostly who i see in my private practice and oftentimes that success has come out of the flight mechanism they're flying away right from what they don't want to face inside and then they create these amazing businesses and companies but it was created so that they could feel something that they don't know how to actually embody inside and each level of success they get that feeling but it's circumstantial it's not sustainable and so at some point that kind of person will realize wait a second <laughs> I, I i'm not i'm not keeping this feeling it's not what i thought it was going to be what what what's going on right you describe it very well i love the way you describe it uh, we actually need to create a safe space as your program said <laughs> safe yeah. space in our heart since the beginning a baby in the womb needs a safe space if she doesn't have this space she's not going to born <laughs> so if the mother counter encounter some trauma baby can feel it in the womb and that's why lots of miscarriages happen as a fertility coach i'm saying <laughs> and then that comes to your life you you're born and then you have childhood traumas even if you pass it you feel that you pass it but you you still have it in your heart you will be triggered uh sometime in your life <laughs> in different occasions and so it's so important how we can encounter traumas and why do we have this relationship um, problem and if we can't resolve it still we, we, we don't feel happy 
Yeah. And you know, the thing about the relationship trauma is it's always mirroring. A relationship is our biggest mirror. You know, we could sit on a hill and meditate and learn a lot about ourselves, but we learn even more about ourselves when we're in relationship with others. And so if we have this relationship as a mirror and it's chaotic or it's frustrating or it's filled with, with anger and hate, we need to look at, okay, what's going on inside of me? Because there's always two people in the relationship. And what happens is you're mirroring and triggering each other's traumas all the time. And you have a choice in relationship to either be aware of each other's traumas and be supportive and help one another to really move past the relational trauma that each other has, or you could keep in a war. It's like your trauma against their trauma and they're constantly at war. And so it really takes two people being absolutely willing to own what's theirs because everybody has some kind of relational trauma. And if you're not aware of it, it's over here in the middle of the two of you, and it's constantly keeping you apart. So when you become aware of what's going on in that space in between, and you both take responsibility for what's yours to clean up, and you begin to work as a team instead of as, as two people against each other, then you can start to move through the stuff that's there in a way that's cooperative instead of combative. Actually, a lot of couples' uh, life you see, especially when they have kids, uh, sometimes the trauma going between them, they don't resolve it until they can tolerate it and then they separate, unfortunately. And I see it a lot. I've seen it a lot. And uh, kids uh, are, are going to suffer in this relationship, mostly. If there, if there was a third person who interfered and helped them, maybe those relationships never separated, right? Uh, what are the three most important tips you can give couples who are struggling with relationship trauma? Yeah. Number one would be to look at your part. Look at and be responsible for your part because it's not just a blame game. Each person has a part. So look at what's yours. Own the part that's yours. So that's number one. Number two is commit to growing in yourself, not just in the relationship around that part that you have. So really, you have to both be devoted to your own self-growth and self-awareness. And then third, learn communication skills. Because if you're not able to communicate in a healthy way, you'll never build those bridges that need to be built. And instead, you'll build walls and you'll throw bombs at each other. And that's a recipe for disaster. So I would say own what's yours, number one. Be devoted to your own personal growth and the growth of the couple. 
And then learn healthy communication skills. Those three things are all necessary. Uh, I see communication for some people are not really easy. That is not easy to communicate when you still have lots of conflicts. Mm -hmm. So what happened, they sit to talk. And then one part said, no, I'm not going to talk about this. Because it's not really hard, it's not really easy to uh, take everything to surface and dig into it. So how can we, like, what is this communication style? Give them some tips because, yeah. as I said, it's not really, when you have a lot of fights, when you have a lot of conflicts, it's not really easy. Uh, suddenly you say, okay, let's just talk. <laughs> I see at the right. end of the day, fight again <laughs> right so number one you have to again instead of blame or shame the other person say what you're feeling and a feeling that i feel like you're being a jerk a feeling is what are you actually feeling what what are you feeling when when your partner does something how does that make you feel not what do you think about them but you have to be responsible and use I feel instead of pointing the finger. So that's one tip in communication that I always suggest to couples is responsible communication. No blaming, no shaming, talking in I statements. And then listening is just as important as speaking. There's nothing more connective and intimate than to be truly seen and heard and validated. This is how we create emotional intimacy. So when one person's speaking to the other, it's really important to just first, before you say anything, reflect back to them what you just heard. I heard that you're feeling really sad when I come home late from work. I hear that you feel angry when I don't pick up the dishes. So instead of getting defensive, repeat back what you hear. And that's called reflective listening. I see there are lots of styles here. <laughs> <laughs> Communication is not, uh, it's a very complicated matter. I mean, it's not easy. And especially for some people are not really comfortable to communicate about different things. But uh, what about uh, creating a ritual, ritual, creating a ritual for communication, let's say daily ritual, talking for five, 10 minutes, because I see after some time uh, living together, some people don't want to communicate. They just pass through the day, they go to work, come back. And these days it's COVID, people have to communicate. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, that's why there's lots of divorce happening. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so th this is the two sides of the coin. Some people uh, get stronger because they have more time to spend together. And some people get you know, get divorced. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's important that you make time to communicate because again, that's intimacy. Intimacy is not just about sex. It's about that connection. And the way that we connect is through communicating. 
through knowing what's happening inside the other person. That is intimacy. It's allowing somebody to see what's going on inside of you. And so, you know, this language of, of intimacy, healthy communication, nobody teaches us this stuff in school. We just learn from our parents. And like you said earlier on, like, um, what did you say? It's like a lot of people don't know how to do this. We don't have role models. And this stuff gets passed on generationally. So if your parents didn't know how to communicate, and that's the only reference that you have for communication, you take that and it becomes transgenerational, that way of communicating. And so unfortunately, we need to question what we've learned, how we've learned to communicate, because people think that the way they communicate is how communicating is supposed to be. But nine out of 10 times, when I see clients, they have no idea what the parameters of healthy communication really is. And I'm, you know, I can say even for myself, I never learned that as a child. I learned angry, fighting, because that's what I saw in my house. I thought that was how we communicate, but that's not healthy. Oh, I think we are uh, connected for for oh. a few seconds. Yeah, you said that that, uh, that was anger. That's what you see in your family. And then what did you say later? Yeah, and like, and we don't, who's teaching this to us? Who's teaching us? We don't have a class when we get to school that's called healthy communication. From the time that we're little, we're only disciplined and taught if something goes wrong, but nobody's teaching us how to do it in a healthy way. And so we really don't have role models, examples, education. And healthy communication is a whole new language for most human beings. It's like learning another language. Exactly. Yes, yes. Uh, so I saw uh, you have a program called Safe Space. Yeah, Safe it's called Safe Space. Mm -hmm. yes. Why Safe Space and what do you do with the program? Yeah, so Safe Space is because it's my mission to create safe spaces for people to be able to heal. And it's also my mission for people to create a safe space inside of themselves. Most humans don't feel safe, and that's trauma. When we don't feel safe inside, we're living in survival mode. And when you really start to observe where you're operating from, most people are operating from survival, not from safety. And so my course is about teaching people how to dismantle whatever traumas they have inside of themselves and create safety from the inside out to teach healthy communication and then to help people understand how to help other people do the same thing. So this course is for uh, therapists, I mean, coaches or just- Everybody. I, I want everybody to take this class. I have some medical professionals. I have a lot of coaches, a lot of mental health professionals. 
I would love to see teachers, doctors, everybody needs this class. I'm not kidding. Yes. Right. Because everything starts with your mind. As you see, you have a license in holistic medicine, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and these days, um, interviewing so many people, especially health practitioners, medical doctors, and uh, everybody believes to create the safest space in your heart and to have a better life. Because even for healing, if you don't feel safe inside, you end up having a lot of chronic disease, a lot of problems, you know. And when I talk to my fertility clients, I see some of them have trauma in childhood. <laughs> mm -hmm. So medication cannot treat these traumas. That's you to start healing from yourself, like inside, think about why do you have this trauma? Where is rooted and how you can treat it? So somehow you have to process it. Mm -hmm. and maybe you have uh, some trauma in your relationship. And then I see some people still have lots of arguments with their partner and they want to have a kid. <laughs> and they think that their relationship going to be better if they have kids. But yeah. believe me, it's not going to be better. <laughs> As you see, we have uh, this licensed marriage here. And I'm telling you, no, it's not going to be better because um, when you have the third person involved who needs more attention, then you probably don't get the same attention from your partner. <laughs> and then it's, it's going to end up more arguments, more problems, and more issues. <laughs> Yeah. And it also, when you have a new baby, you, you feel more dysregulated in, exactly. in life in general, because you're now waking up, the baby's crying. And so you're more on edge. So whatever is already there is actually going to get magnified. It's a, it's a real common belief to have a baby and things will get better. And it's quite the contrary. It's going to magnify the issues that are already there because you are more on edge. You're more sensitive after you have a baby. So it's definitely not a solution to heal trauma. And like you said, neither is medication. Medication may be necessary to start to do the work. If you're so dysregulated that you can't process, which I see a lot, and there's nothing wrong with medication if you're also doing the inner work. A medication alone is not going to help you move past your trauma. You have to be an active participant in your healing. The medication can help you do that, but it's not going to take your trauma away. No, never. No. <laughs> I, I always say, Mess creates more stress. Like if you have a two-year-old, three-year-old that I have, <laughs> nothing in, in this house is mine. Only this, this room and that's it. All the drawers, everything. She has access to everywhere. <laughs> mm -hmm. before, uh, before having her, everything was in place and everything organized i didn't have to clean everything every day but mm -hmm. now 
even if I clean up two, three times a day, it still is not enough. <laughs> no. That, that's happening for relationship. Relationship, you need to be disciplined. And sometimes you need to cre- uh, clear your mess because mess creates stress. <laughs> and then uh, you're going to be disconnected from your partner. Sometimes you need to see what is between you, if something needs to clear up, because sometimes we hide a lot of things in our heart. We don't talk. We don't talk about a lot of things that are very important. And after years, then everything is going to be up here and it's not the right time. That time is so late. So, (laughs) yeah, so... If you have a relationship right now that is messy, you need to organize it. Maybe you need to talk to third person to to see what is your problem. Because sometimes we don't see what we have. Maybe if we analyze them on the paper and uh, talk to each other, maybe it's a great idea. But sometimes talking to each other is not is not healing. <laughs> Because you need to learn how to communicate, right? Yeah, and unpack that mess, like you're saying. When you're talking from a mess, you're you're making more of a mess usually, right? You need to talk from a clean space so that you can make a cleaner relationship. But a mess just perpetuates more mess. So you definitely don't want to talk from that messy space or it's just going to get worse. Yes. So even if you want to have a kid, you want to have a baby and uh, clean your relationship, believe me, <laughs> you need to clean your relationship before before having the baby because okay. it needs more patience. So you need to create that safer space for having the baby, create something uh, from your heart. And not because you need to be a mom or you, or a father. That's right. Yes. All right. Do you have any other recommendation, especially d- during this COVID time? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just make sure that you hold yourself with love. When you do notice that you have trauma or that there are things in your life, messes that need to be cleaned up, it doesn't help to judge yourself about it. The most the, the most loving thing that you could do for yourself is to have compassion for yourself. Like I always go, oh honey, this is really hard, right? And hold yourself from a loving place because it's going to help clean up the mess so much faster. I always say, think about it like a little kid falls off a bike and if you were like, oh my God, are you stupid? Or if you said, oh honey, that must have hurt. How are they going to get get back up and learn faster, right? With love and compassion. So we have to be really compassionate with ourselves and normalize the fact that everybody has some kind of something, right? Everybody has a mess of some sort. And so just be loving and gentle with yourself with the mess that you have. Yes. And another thing I'm going to add is that you are not faulty. Nothing is your fault. Like, don't think that all the burden of the relationship is yours. It's mutual. You need to resolve it together. This is Mm -hmm. a team. And uh, as I said, 
as as soon as you don't feel when you you are honest to each other and you trust each other everything seems great mm-hmm. but if there are hidden stuff there and there are a lot of problem between you that is not resolved don't think that if you don't talk about it nothing going to happen but you need to talk about it you need mm-hmm. to communicate that's right that's it's right beautiful and it, and it's and it's it's an ongoing process it's not like you ever arrive at perfection a relationship is always growing hopefully so there's new layers to reveal and to work on and just enjoy the journey <laughs> Yes. So I'm going to talk about your website again, safetraumahealing.com. And she has Instagram account, uh, Safe Trauma Healing again. Same thing, Melissa. Mm-hmm. So if you need her help, and she has amazing courses. We already talked about it another day together. I know it's it's nice. Uh, she she trained a lot of people and people are getting great results from this course. So thank you so much for being here, Melissa. I wish you a lot of luck. And uh, I wish God give you a lot of strength to help others as well. Uh, Thank you so much. And I wish the same for you. I really appreciate the work that you're doing and sharing. Thank you. Thank you, Mm -hmm. Melissa.